Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Tales of Ted DeGrazia show, where every fourth Sunday or fifth Sunday, like this time, we chat with Lance Labor. He is the executive director of DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun in Tucson, Arizona, and he joins us to talk about famous Southwest artist Ted DeGrazia, and he also keeps us up to date on what's going on at the gallery, which is a historic landmark. It's actually 10 acres. It's a beautiful gallery to go and visit. It's at the foothills of the Santa Catalina Mountains. It was opened in 1965, and it is home to 15,000 originals of Ted DeGrazia's work. And that includes oil paintings, watercolors, ceramics, sculptures. There's also six permanent collections. And you can see that. Just go on in the gallery, uh, open year-round. Or you can also go online. Go to DeGrazia.org to to see some of the work and, and more of the story about Ted DeGrazia. But they do have uh, different rotating exhibits. And at the end of our conversation with Lance, to the Tucson dude, I'll give you a list of what's happening right now. But Tucson dude, today we're talking about the music of Ted DeGrazia. Welcome back. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm fine. Hey, are you? Si- is it sizzling in Tucson? Is it a hot summer? People need to go inside? Um, you know what? Every summer is hot in Tucson. So, uh, you know... I don't think it's any worse than ever, except for we're not having a lot of rain. We're not getting much rain, so it it is pretty Mm. hot, but it's hot every summer. Well, I think we need to go out and do a rain dance in the Cactus Corral at the gallery. Yeah, I want to watch. Okay, come on, Nancy. (laughs) Yeah, Nancy, you do it. She'll get out there. She'll take it. I'll do it. Yeah, I like this. Next time we get to Tucson, this will be a rainbow. That'll be so much fun. Hopefully it'll help. Okay. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm sure it'll make some noise. Hey, you know, and that's the thing. One thing I love about Tucson is like having water fountains everywhere. The birds like it. And I love that fountain and the cactus corral at the gallery. It's one of my favorite places with with the dancer. Just a little bit of pond, you know, water, having water around helps. And that, you know, helps tell the rain gods we need to keep these waters filled. But so waterfalls, fountains, all are music. So let's let's talk about this because there's an album out. Uh, Please remember me that we've played the music on the show for years. And it's I love that album with uh, that was, you know, these this music of Ted DeGrazia, Domingo DeGrazia, his son, um, who's been on our show, too, is an amazing uh, musician, flamenco style guitarist. And he's performed on the album, but, um, so it obviously runs in the family. But, uh, Lance, was music, did music come first or, or art? Like, isn't it all just kind of the same thing to Ted DeGrazia? Um, <laughs> you know, I think the music was part of the family. Everybody in, in his family was a musician, uh, of one sort or another. You know, they were, they were trumpet players and, and, uh, uh, you know, who knows whatever they played. And, uh, so the, the, everybody in the family was musical. And so that got DeGrazia started. So I have a feeling the music started before the art, although it, for him, the art started at a very young age. Hmm. You, I see that on your, on your site and everyone, if you go to DeGrazia.org and look under the about us, there's a photo of DeGrazia's big band. It's almost like he had like a Lawrence Welk thing going, not saying he's Lawrence Welk, dude, two different people for sure. But I mean, he had like the bandstand with DeGrazia painted. It's like he was already promoting 
Like he he already well, he had that going. What was that about? They, he had his own band. That, he had his own band, and his brother was in the band. His brother's in the photo, and um, they were they would play at night uh, for whatever different um, uh, you know dances or whatever. And that's how he helped pay a, pay his way through uh, the University of Arizona. Uh, he he spent his days doing maintenance and and yard work out during the day at the U of A. And then at night he played, uh, they did the band and that's how he, he paid for school. God, when did he have time to do school? Yeah. You know, really? uh, you know the, the guy was busy all the time. I, I'm not sure when he had time to do anything. He just never stopped. So he always made sure he had time to do whatever he wanted. You know, yeah. but honestly, I don't know. I don't know how he, he worked all day. Uh, played at night and stu- when did he study? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he's played some music to some of his teachers. You never know. You know. So come on. Oh, you know, God. I'll play a little bit for you. No. But you know, at the same time, he is a smart. I mean, when you go through the gallery and you know all these stories and his writing, you know, I still, you know, talk about the Father Font book. I think he was incredible. He 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 was. Not Father uh, Kino, right? Father Kino. I always get why is it? Right. I always get Father. I get the fathers mixed up. Well, they were around at the same time, didn't they? Know each other? Kino and I'm not Font? sure what other father you're talking about. Father Font went with one uh, Batista de Enza uh, oh, on the okay. one Batista expedition, but Father Font was there. But Kino was also part. Of, I think he was a little bit earlier, but Father Font. There, Oh, I'm going to have to go do my research now. So everyone don't send me yeah. the emails yelling. I'll get it. I will get it. I will research this. <laughs> you know, we, we learn so much history that sometimes it just gets like, who was what and when, you know, who crossed that river on the horse? Really? Yeah. Well, we're, we're pretty immersed in father Kino here and father Sarah. But, um, uh, besides that, I mean, those are the two guys that DeGrazia really paid attention to, uh, especially mm. Kino, because he was in this area, you know, he was, he was in, the uh, the desert Southwest and he was in Sonora, Mexico. So that was his area and that was DeGrazia's area. Mm. So tell us a little bit about his art. Like he did the music, but I remember that, um, you guys found the music, right? Um, in the gallery, you found manuscripts. Yeah, well, music. I was I was uh, looking for something in our archives, and um, I came across all this handwritten music, and I thought to myself, "Wow, that's pretty neat." And uh, we, uh, I pulled it out, and um, our president, uh, the president of our board, his son was part of the Tucson Jazz Academy is a drummer. And so he hooked us up with the Tucson Jazz Academy and uh, they arranged it and they made a, they played it, got Domingo to play on it and we made a disc. And so we got DeGrazia's um, Please Remember Me. That's awesome. And, you know, that album you can get there and um, I, it's a beautiful album. We love the music on it. It's, it does make you feel like you're in Tucson. You know what I mean? It's a Southwest style, but also feels 
almost like when the please remember me that song almost feels like you're in the 40s like world war ii uh, era. yeah yeah 30s and 40s that's when it was all written so hmm. so didn't he also i know he did a thesis on art and music right their connectivity and he, um, his, his um master's thesis was the relationship of color to sound and he did he would play classical music and paint it so there hmm. was a there was a musical uh, uh connection there too because you did that one exhibit a few years back of that right where he put he had like paintings with that one of the rotating. Oh yeah, exhibits. we 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 put the uh, we put the masters. There's about I want to say at least thirty paintings. There's fifteen uh, watercolors and fifteen oils, I believe, that he did for his thesis, and we put it out occasionally. Um, every few years, we put out his mm. master's thesis because it's very very interesting. Um, well. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, go, it goes beyond when you're learning guitar. Remember, you used to have those stickers, like green for C, red for right, right. You know what I mean? It goes yeah. beyond that. It goes beyond that. But I always thought there was something. And some people's um, hearing colors. There's like a, I can't. I don't know what the term is. Gee, we're so prepared on terms today, uh, and and historic figures. Mm. But there is a term for people who hear in color. And I think there is that because certain colors get you all riled up. Like if you go through the gallery and you go look at what he did painting the rodeo, those are some like vibrant reds, right? And, and some then of them, time, sure. yeah, some of them. And then some of it's like, you know, blood and all that, but, but, and purples, you know, but I think there's different colors do different emotions. So I think that's how it ties with music. Nancy, you're an artist. I mean, doesn't yeah. that kind of connect for you? There's, I've been in several classes where um, they talk about assigning colors to different emotions because that's what it um, intends to invoke on the viewer. Like, absolutely, reds get you a little more excited. Blues calm you down. Greens really calm you down. You know, so there's a psychology behind color and what it means to the viewer now when people when you're talking about people all over the world it could be and is different you know so somebody from the southwest who's used to desert sunsets is going to feel differently about colors than someone in the east so you know it's not a big difference but it is a difference and so you're like a your likability or how you like certain colors has a lot to do with how and where you were brought up and what mm -hmm. you've seen. So it, when it comes to painting a picture, um, art professors will make you pick your, this part I hate, but it's true. They make you pick your colors and they say, you can only have five or six. And then you're like, no, I want 20. <laughs> but, and then you're supposed to mix the colors you want for the painting. So you don't get too crazy and too, like, jarring for the viewer. There is a whole science of color and painting and music.
guys there? Do we lose you? Nancy, we lost Hello? you there for a second. <laughs> yeah, Nancy, we lost you. You went. She went away. Um, but yeah, she was talking about the you know the different colors from the Central colors, now. right? Yeah. Oh, she's back. She's back. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, there it is. But did, did oh. what color did you like tap into to disappear? Like the ghost color? Like, I don't know, but I just got a little news flash. My internet connection's not stable. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. It's summer. Yeah. Things happen. We sizzle. Um, yeah, I know. Lance, Lance, with with this thesis, right? So there's that, and then there's art connected with it, and then you've got the music, right? Too. So that's playing in the gallery, so people can connect to that. But I've, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Do you think he, like, pl- did did he play music while he was painting? Like, did no. He- well, I mean, maybe he had the radio on. I don't know, but I mean, he he uh, he he made music when he made music, and he painted when he painted. As far hmm. as I know, yeah. But it's interesting about how he did those connections, right? And and uh, right. Well, I mean, he was the... just an all-around, you know, an artist. They they call a musician an artist. They call a painter an artist. So he mm-hmm. was an artist through and through. Mm. And the other thing, um, I know that you do have events like in uh, December, you know, you have the fiesta that happens. And so you have music that goes there on the grounds. Was that something that happened when he was alive that he would do that? Or is that something that came later? Um, You know, honestly, I don't know if they did uh, Guadalupe Day when he was alive or not. They they've been doing it. We've been doing it for as long as I've been here, which goes all the way back to uh, when he died. So mm. maybe you know he probably did do it every year. Um, mm. But we yeah. we still carry we still carry on the tradition. I wondered if he played music. Like, did he play guitar? Like, I know he played trumpet, but like, no, did he, he go play guitar? Did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I just think he played the trumpet. I, I don't know what else. I don't think he played anything else. Did, do you think he played when he was down in Mexico with uh, Diego Rivera and, um, you know, Jose I doubt Orozco? it. He just I doubt it. I mean, DeGrazia's music career kind of ended after college. I mean, that's when he became a, you know, oh. I mean, he was really seriously into art and painting. And mm, okay. um, so, uh, you know, music took him a ways, but, uh, you know, I think music was more pleasure and passion for him than, you know, I mean, he never made any money at it. Yeah. Not like to be, you know, other, other than the big band when he played at, uh, when he was playing at, uh, at university. Mm. So, so he, he did all that. And then, you know, obviously you've got the album out, but, not making a bunch of money, but he was in university. Was he studying art at the university? Sure. Absolutely. Wow. Art education, uh, uh, art itself. And, uh, uh, and he got his master's, uh, you know, in the relationship of color to sound. So he's a, uh, mm-hmm. he's a very, very highly educated man. He's smart. He's a smart cookie, man. Yeah, I mean, look what he did. Very smart. I just find it funny to make a choice, you know, because yeah, making making a living and running a gallery, making a living painting is not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's also not easy to do it by being a musician because you either make it or you don't. 
I know most musicians. Right. Yeah. They, yeah, as if it's their passion project, they need to have a day job, you know, and no matter yeah. how good they are. I mean, they could be yeah. absolutely brilliant and you want to see them on the big stage and, and all of that. But no, nope, I mean, if a, they do, uh, yeah, if they do make it, then they make big bucks. Yeah. But not everybody gets there, whether they deserve to or not. I wonder if music helped him with color. That's the other thing, like for him, because his colors in his work are so vibrant. Mm-hmm. And you can't just go and do that kind of vibrancy without knowing what you're doing. Yet he's got simplicity, but movement is movement and his art is incredible. So it's, it, to me, it's very fascinating about that. Like if he, if that kind of helped him playing and understanding dynamic and keeping it simple because a trumpet sound is simple and it gets you like, boom, you can't, you can't deny a trumpet sound. And if it sounds bad, it's really bad. Like bagpipes, like, ooh, you know, you know what I mean? Okay. Like a bad trumpet. Like if you don't know what you're doing with a trumpet, like, please. Sounds like an elephant. Yeah. I think every parent that has a kid learning how to play trumpet is like, let's soundproof the oh, basement and put boy, them down oh, there. Right. It's, it's not a fun yeah. instrument to learn. There's not really any, um, it, it's, it's hard. What he, what, I mean, trumpet is hard. So when people can do it and go for it, it's like amazing. And I wonder if that helped him in art of understanding that, that challenge, that striving for something and then getting those colors because he, he, he gets, he gets away with it in his art where other people maybe wouldn't, you know, there's a balance he's managed to do of like, Oh yeah, I'm going to spark some vibrancy. Can you handle it? Can you dig it? Look at it and buy it. How about that? That's him. He, right. he wants you to buy it. Right. So. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 That's cool. I, I wish we'd seen him. Is there footage of him playing? I think you have that in that video and that people can watch at the uh... music gallery. No, we have we have a photograph. We have we we don't have anything of him playing playing instruments mm. or music. No. Okay. Dang. Oh well. Mm. Well, thank you, Tucson dude, for being back on the show. Well, I hope your summer chills well, out. Thank We're looking you. looking forward to next month, um, so we can hear about the new exhibits. Everyone. For right now, until the end of August. So we're talking about uh, August thirtieth. Lance will be on a couple days before that. Um, right now, the exhibits that you can see that are the rotating ones, we've got DeGrazia Underground, Miners and Prospectors of the Old West, On oh. the Trail with Ted DeGrazia, that's really a, a showcasing riders on horseback, and also abstract paintings of Ted DeGrazia, that's on display now. And mm. also the newer exhibit, those will all be there until August 30th of 2023. And the new one right now is DeGrazia's Beggars, and um, that is an interesting series to also go and check out. And that will be on display until uh, May, excuse me, January 24th, 2024. So check that out. So um, it's all out there. So go see it. Go to degrazia.org. And we're here typically every fourth Sunday. So you can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com for the shows with the Tucson dude, Lance Labor. Thank you, Lance. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much.